everybody. Attention, everyone. This is going to be a great show. And it's the choice of a new generation. Welcome in to Run With Run It. Run With It. Your home for all things sports. Headlines, stories, and scoops. Get in now. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. And now, here's your hosts of Run With It, General Patton Cook and Ray Dusky. That's right. Another edition of Run With It. Hosted by yours truly, Ray Dosky, and always alongside me each and every Sunday, Mr. Pat Cook here on this gloomy Sunday. Yes. Here in the Nashville area. Gloomy like all Jags fans right yes, now. Yes, they are. Hey, they should hold their heads high. Yeah. I mean, literally, there right. were many believe, especially myself, thought that this year was going to be the year where they were going to be, be the, pay, the Bengals of this year. You know? So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk a little bit about that. We're going to recap yesterday's, you know, First round, uh, what is the second round action of uh, the NFL games mm-hmm. between the Chiefs and the Jaguars? And we'll talk a little later about the Giants and Eagles. Not much of a match up there. And then we'll talk, we'll, you know, look about, you know, the upcoming games coming up today, which should be some two banger yep. ones here. And kind of give our predictions of what's going to happen. And then we'll talk some Titans. Nice little addition here that they made in the front office. Yeah, new GM hire. Yeah. Just in and out of there. Very quick. Yeah. Now offensive coordinator, the next, uh, next step up. Before we get started, Ray, I wanted yes, to say – Thank you. Uh, you and your lovely wife uh, came to the engagement party uh, yesterday. I had yeah. a few friends, some family, and uh, it was great getting to talk to you and your wife. I, I, I don't believe I'd met your wife until yesterday. Really? Very nice. Well, I'm glad we remedied Very that. Nice. I thought for sure you met her before. I don't think so. You met my kids, though, haven't I, you? I met your kids. The kids have come here in the studio a yes, couple times, but not, I thought you met my wife. Yeah, well, not I'm the wife yet. We got that squared away. She spoke glowingly about you guys. She thought you guys were the cutest couple, and she's really happy. We're all happy for yep. you. And, you know, Thank you. We can't wait for the wedding, you know, I think next year or somehow. Yep. You know, we're going to talk about that, but I want to say congratulations once again to both of you guys. Uh, it was great yesterday hanging out. Me had the same. game on. Had the game on. We had were kind of in and out watching it. We're like, we kind of mm-hmm. got to do a show tomorrow, so we kind of probably should pop in a little yeah, out. But pay a little uh, attention to the game, right? A, a lot of good conversation yesterday. Absolutely. So I wanted to point that out before. Well, before I was happy to be there. Thank you so much for the invite, yeah. brother. Always, man. I'm always Absolutely. here for you, brother. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's just go in chronological. That's usually what we do okay. here on this show. So we'll talk Jags. And Chiefs first. And okay. I know I poked a little fun. A, a bitter Titans fan, uh, to no surprise, I'm sure, for anyone that knows me or yeah. really any Jags fan anywhere, we're going to be very bitter. But you said it. Got to be proud on how they performed yesterday. Trevor Lawrence had the turnover bug mm-hmm. again yesterday. Some of it wasn't his fault. Some of it was him trying to make up for the disaster that, frankly, right. they got in the fourth quarter. But the main headline, Ray Dosky. How big is Patrick Mahomes' ankle right now? Because it has got to be ballooned up right now. Yeah, and there's over here seeing like little highlights from yesterday's game, mm-hmm. and it looked like that that ankle looked like when it looks like uh, I think it was was that Josh Allen that landed on his right ankle. Looks like uh, yeah. Arden Key maybe. Arden Key maybe possibly. Yeah. yeah, and it looked like you know, but he still came back in the game. wasn't as mobile as Mahomes has always been. Uh, you can see him when he's trying to hand off the ball here a few times in the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like on one leg. Uh, y- you know. Players like this play through it, right? Yep. You know, this is another position. You'd be quite concerned, right? Because, right. you know, you're expecting a lot of swelling will happen over the next few days. Uh, and oh, granted, he gets a week off or a week to, to prep. So chances are that I wouldn't be surprised if he just really tape it up, you know, make sure that he's good. And just, you know, the, you know, Andy Reid being Andy Reid. I think he's the first co- coach to take two di- two different teams or has won 10 playoff games with two different teams with the Eagles. and G- I mean, stellar career. Uh-huh. Uh, so – 
we all know that Andy Reid's going to have some stuff to advise. You know, and we all know about Chad and Andy Hinky. He's pretty much, you know, a more so. He marched him down the field. Yeah, you know, so they've got weapons there. The offense will still kind of truck along as long as they get places, those places there. And it's like it goes back to devising plays and play calling. Yeah. And we all know that Andy Reid can do both at a high level. So I'm not concerned about it at all. You know, the next few days will be telling. I'm pretty sure he's going to be kind of like, you know, Mahomes is going to rest that ankle and see where it goes. But Chiefs right now in the driver's seat right now. Yep. Sure. Are. While we're on Mahomes, mm-hmm. fifth straight AFC championship game appearance for Mr. Mahomes. What a, what a I mean, I, so I don't. there's really no quarterback in NFL history that's had a start to what the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes ha- has had. And a lot of that has to go with Andy Reid saying uh, 10 playoff wins with two different teams. But what this guy does year in, year out, it started year two, and mm-hmm. believe it or not, he's already in year seven, Ray, which quite frankly is just unbelievable. But it it, it really is unbelievable. And for them to do this in all offseason, we were talking about the Tyree kill factor. How would they do without a dynamic playmaker like that? Pacheco's kind of been that guy now at, at the running back position. They use him in a lot of different ways. Whatever but happened to ETN? Exactly. I mean, uh, not to ETN, but uh, uh, Clyde Hilera. Yeah. Like, where, where did he go? Him, Jarek McKinnon, they, they, they have a whole host of backs over there. But just talk about what Mahomes has done in yeah. his short time in the NFL. And mm-hmm. the scary thing is he, he get, keeps getting better as the years go on. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at that, what that coaching staff has been able to do with him. And it's just weird that he's going – like he's in his seventh season. Yeah. I feel like he's still like in his fourth season. Right. Like he's just like – and he's just getting better and better as each year goes on. And, you know, watching the game last night – you know, he toughed it through the entire game. He's made some big clutch plays, made a few run plays. But, yeah. of course, after he made those little run plays, you know, to get a first down to kind of move the chains, if you will, you can see him living again. He's like, oh, I'm not all the way there. But, hey, credit to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They came in. They had a chance to kind of get the game close late in the game. Of course, they were in the red zone, and, unfortunately, they turned the ball over. And uh, that was pretty much, the, you know, the rest is history there. And, and it just – hey, I, I just this Chiefs team, I, they're <laughs> – when you look at the other AFC like opponents that's out there in terms of who's going to be able to 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 challenge them, you've got two teams today that I feel like can really run the table on them. The Bengals who beat them last year, yep. and you got the you know the Bills who we've seen some great playoff. And I'm hoping for another Bills Chiefs rematch. I really am because we if it was anything what was last year, I oh man, you, which would be in Atlanta, it, by which the way. would be in Atlanta, and they're not happy about that. Yeah. Apparently, did you hear about the ticket sales? They're like you know at a neutral site. They're like, no, what are you doing? But I might even go to that game. I might even go to I'm not, I've been thinking about, you know And what? it's going to have a great kind of college feel because yeah. how they're selling yeah. tickets for Chiefs and Bills, it's yeah. half the stadium, half the other. So mm-hmm. it's going to give a true kind of national championship type vibe. And I agree with you. I mean, what really there's three, two, really two other teams that can beat the Chiefs. And to me, what the Jags did yesterday was pretty impressive because mm-hmm. they pushed them to, to pretty much to their breaking point yesterday. Yeah. It really – it kind of swung on that fumble in the red zone from a uh, just a simple pass out to went around the 10-yard line. Guy fumbles, Chiefs get it, and really that's when you knew the game was over. Your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? Because a couple turnovers now here in two consecutive games and playoff games, some of them his fault, some of them not. But we all know in playoff games, you can't turn the football over and expect to win, i.e. Ryan Tannehill last year. So how many picks did he throw last week? Four, Four, right? Still was able to win the game. When you look at this Jaguars team, let's not forget that Trevor Lawrence is in, what, his second year? Yeah, true. He's in his second year. 
Many believe at the beginning of the season the Jaguars would not be where they were yesterday. It was supposed to be the Titans division through and through. Heck, through even week with eight. all, yeah, even week eight. I mean, even with a lot of them, we were what seven and one or uh, seven and two by week nine. Yeah, we had control of the division, and then we we lost seven. The Titans lost seven. I talk as if I'm on the Titans team. No, here. no, you know that's how that works, right? Yep. But they lose seven straight, and then the Jaguars, probably the, one of the hottest teams, over the last I want to say six. Week maybe two months. Jags, uh, Bengals, and 49ers. Yeah. There's probably not any hotter. And, I mean, when those. you look at what the 49ers are doing, it's just crazy with yeah. with with Purdy because he's been so Purdy on the field. Yep. You know, <laughs> so um, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I love the fact that how you saw a maturation between you know Trevor Lawrence going from year one to year two. Yeah. You get Christian Kirk was was solid in 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 this this entire year for the Jaguars. They paid him a hefty salary, and he kind of you know you, you look at it, you you know he fit the bill. Like he was able sure. to be effective. A lot of no-name guys that's on this team was Zay Jones, and you look at who else? Oh, that's right, Evan Ingram, a former first-round pick for the Giants. Had several big games, one against, of course, our very own Tennessee here uh, early uh, midway through the season. I like what they're saying. And we're getting Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is, is allowed to apply for reinstatement, I believe. Uh, 15th the, of January. January, right? Yeah. Like here, like or, uh, well, February. February, right, in a couple weeks. And, and, of course, it's supposed to happen like going towards the new year, right? right. You added Calvin Ridley to what looks like a like – a, more or less an uptrend in terms of maybe the offense. greatest game of chess yes. we've uh, we've seen in yeah. the NFL. And I was hoping that the, you know maybe the Titans can make a play there, sure. you know, because of the fact that they've been looking for offensive weapons, and you know, and I think that's going to be an area of of focus, you know, this offseason. Yeah. Because you know Mike Vrabel said it himself, like you know I want to improve, like I want I want the best coaches and I want the best players here. Yeah. So you're thinking to myself, okay, let me read between the lines here. What do you mean by best players? Because there's a field that's going to be available out there. OBJ. Oh, that's right. Didn't we talk about this last week? DeAndre Hopkins, and what came out? Apparently, he's available for trade. Yeah, and if you look at the three teams that are possibly will be involved, well, two, and there's that wild card, the Patriots. We know Bill Belichick's had like he's had a, a love affair with when when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins. They need a true number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I know that we've got Robert Woods. I understand that we have Traylon Brooks, but I feel like we need a true number one. I feel like if what we'll, and we'll talk about yeah. what they're gonna do. What Arizona one. does, I think, in that head coaching hire. I know we're bouncing around. They go Sean Payton. They're in win-now mode to yeah. me. Now, if they go a different kind of younger route, right. you can look at maybe the rebuild mode. You can't obviously move Kyler Murray anymore because the money you've got for him right now, not not yeah. many teams are going to want that price. But right. I, I agree with you in that front. But just top to bottom, and I, we kind of talk about it all the time, and Trevor Lawrence had his struggles maybe in the postseason, mm-hmm. won a playoff game mm-hmm. in year two. Mm-hmm. You just look at the kind of landscape of the AFC and the quarterbacks – it really scares teams into submission that they got to think we got to go out and find a franchise guy. And my team, my team, the Titans, they got to be thinking that. Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, now Trevor Lawrence in there, Justin Herbert. I mean, just top to bottom. I, I don't know if we've had as weird as it's as it seems. I don't know if we've had a better quarterback kind of conference than what the AFC has right now. Right, and we'll talk more about what the Titans got. Sure. plan this offseason they've already started to initiate the first plan which is to get a gm and mm-hmm. we'll talk about what that hire looks like here yeah. in nashville and then what possibly we're going to try to see if we get through look through our crystal ball to see what the Titans are going to do in terms sure. of like offensive coordinator possibly possibly a new quarterback here in nashville there's some rumors out there we'll get to that in a bit but let's talk about yeah let's get to the second game the Eagles. Where, where do you want to start with this <sighs> one ray I was not a Siriano fan at all when I first when he first got hired. I, w- I would listen to his pressers and like what his his message were, and I'm just kind of like, who is this guy really the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? Because it's it seems like when the Philadelphia comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, at times they knew 
and I'm saying at times, not always, sure. in terms of trying to hire a coach outside <laughs> Chip Kelly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and look, and it just sucks because I'm a Washington. I hate to say it. Fill fan. the blank. Yes, 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 fan. And to see like these other conference, like these other teams within our conference, you start to see the the uptrend for them. And then, of course, Washington had a chance there, but like. They, they don't make the necessary changes, and they're going to have a big offseason this coming year where, you know, there's probably going to be a new owner. And then you look at what Philadelphia's done. Philadelphia has made it to the Final Four, I think, seven straight years since, I think it was, I believe, 2000? Mm-hmm. 2000, 2001, something like that. So they know how to get to the Final Four. And so what you see now of Jalen Hurts, really grown as a quarterback. I had my doubts. I mean, those doubts have kind of, like, simmered over the season. Like, yeah. I was just like, wow, this guy, maybe this guy is, you know, the juice is pretty much, you know, worth the squeeze here with him. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, all right, cool. And they've got so many weapons. Not off on the offensive side. Defense, they suffocated the Giants yesterday. And I think Brian Dable came out yesterday. He said that apparently they're not committed for Daniel Jones for this upcoming season. Well, well of course not. I mean, you got the most you possibly could out of Daniel Jones. And his price decreased greatly. Yesterday. Yeah, his price decreased greatly. And I saw, like, you know, and I know I'm jumping shit, but it's just like when you see, like, you try to get the most out of a quarterback, you can go as far as you can. Look at Lamar Jackson. Sure. I think he was offered $112 million guaranteed or something like that. I saw some report that came out there. And you saw what uh, they just let go of their offensive coordinator. And I believe like, he, could, he was only able to do all he could with Lamar Jackson. I feel like that capped out. Much like what you can do with, with, you know, here's your second coordinator with the Giants. Brian jo- uh, Daniel Jones is going to be who he is. And we all know Saquon Barkley is the star. But when you look at this Eagles team, it seems like throughout the entire season, they just kept getting better and better, except for the game against my boys. But other than that, they <laughs> just, they're just they're just going to be a hard out. I, I, I just don't see – I would like the 49ers' chances if I felt more confident about the quarterback that's playing under center right now. Now, Brock Purdy has been pretty so far. He's not lost a game. Sure. You know, and that's big. And we all talked about Kyle Shanahan. But in order for – I think they're the one team that's going to possibly be able to challenge. And did you see that bet that was done? We'll talk about – you know, I'm going to talk about the bet later. I'm going to talk about the bet later that was done today, which is crazy. But they've got their hands full against the Cowboys. And, you know, but I think either them or the Cowboys – and the Cowboys know the Eagles. They played twice a year. The Eagles have won – They split. Won. Yeah, they split. So, I mean – but when you look at this 49ers team, they're built to win outside that quarterback position. And Purdy has actually made opportunities, you know, for himself, like, he made, you know, extending plays and mm-hmm. stuff like that with his feed. He, he's got a little play as a part of that. But when you look at this Eagles team, it, it just, it's just hard to say that. You're, you're thinking, like, is this going to be a possible, like, Eagles-Chiefs matchup? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Well, and, and the thing is with the kind of the Eagles and the, the Cowboys matchups this year, we've yet to see the two starting quarterbacks out on the field at the same time yeah. uh, when the – when the Eagles won, it was Cooper Rush, and when the Cowboys won, it was Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So we've really yet to see a full, healthy matchup there. And I, on the Daniel Jones front, that was kind of worst-case scenario. And, that, and to be honest, I, I don't know if Brian Dable didn't hate to see that because that's what happens, Ray, when Daniel Jones can't run the football yeah. uh, with Saquon and mm-hmm. when they took him out of the game and when Daniel Jones's legs couldn't be used as effectively as it did last week. Uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, this is a passing game, and I, I know we talk about it running running football wins in the NFL, right, and in the postseason. But my team has seen this 
when teams shut down that run, you have got to have a backup plan because if you don't, you get a game like you had last night where it was really over by halftime, 28 to nothing going into the halftime break. So I We've seen that in Tennessee. We've seen right? it in Tennessee. So you, there's that front where you're saying winning football can win in the playoffs, but what, what happens when a team throws everything they have at the run game, they stop it, mm-hmm. now it's time for your quarterback to get up there and make a run. And I, I'd be interested to see what the Giants do weapons-wise because – Quite frankly, it's it's a miracle they got there, quite frankly, with some of the, the guys they had out there, Richie James, and they traded away uh, Kadarius Toney. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Kenny Galladay on the bench left mm-hmm. and right. Sterling Shepard was really the only uh, really guy out there that they had. So if I'm the Giants, this a year ahead of schedule, I, I think they would say that, and I've seen a lot of fans say that. They've got to come back with either – I'm not sure what they do at the quarterback position. There's a lot of teams that are do ahead of schedule. Do you have a feel on Daniel Jones? Uh, I, I was never a fan of his. Yeah. I mean, I know that he was beloved. He went through like the whole Manning camp, played for Duke. Who was a who was a, you know the head coach at Duke was also the former. I believe he was the uh, he coached up you know the Mannings himself. So Cutliff. Cutliff, yes. Like his name was escaped me. I knew it was on the tip of my tongue. I was just like, oh, I just had a little yep. shutdown. But you know, when you look at this team itself, like Daniel Jones just came out, and there was a lot of fans. The day the year was drafted. I think the year he was drafted. Wasn't the draft here in Nashville? Yes, it yes. was. And you heard a lot of boos from the Giants fans because they're like, we didn't need him. You probably got to get him later in the round. And um, they thought that was an early pick. And he showed flashes at times with his mobility. We felt like, you know, when looking at this quarterback and what he's able to do, that he would be able to extend plays and kind of like mirror what Josh Allen's done in, in Buffalo. It hasn't happened that way. Where, where did it happen? Like, I mean, there was, there was you know, times like, yeah, but – when you talk about like teams that 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 peak too early, they're one. The Jets was another one. The Jaguars kind of peaked late in the season. The Dolphins is what we many believe thought the Dolphins were going to be. Yeah. I mean, they had all the tools to be, you know, to have an impact in terms of that AFC race, and they were there towards literally the end. And Eagles so, have been peaking all year long. The, and, you, and, you, and, and what is all fans are trying to do? What are all fans trying to do? We're trying to find that what if? Like when is yeah. it going to happen? Like we're waiting for that that that. For them to fall off the cliff, and they never did. They just kept continuing to get better and better and better, and they just played within their scheme. Uh, credit, I mean, kudos to uh, you know to Sirianni over uh, over Philadelphia. I mean, he did a, he did a great job all year long, and he seems like a real passionate young guy. I mean, he, did you see him like on the sidelines? Fire up with the uh, referee. Yeah, fire up with the referee. Like, I know what I'm doing here, and blank, blank, whatever. Blank and I'm you, just, blank you, blank you, blank <laughs> you. I know what I'm doing. Like I belong here, and I'm like, and I think it was over because it was they were trying to talk about a two point conversion. I'm yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, let's yeah. be real, but. I think Daniel Jones, he'll he needs to go possibly to a backup role. I don't think he's there ready now for a starting role, but we'll see, you know. There's gonna be other teams, it just depends on how many, you know, there's gonna be a few teams out there that are gonna have a vacancy at the quarterback position. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because Tom Brady looks like he's about to walk away from that situation. I think he doesn't want to be in Tampa anymore. And then you look at possibly, you know, who knows what happens out in, in, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um it just there, there's there's even San Fran. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do there because now they have a problem. You know, Jimmy G might is probably gone. Trey Lance is still there. There was their third pick from la- two years ago. He's coming back. And then you look at what Brock Purdy is. I mean, has Brock Purdy outplayed Trey Lance to make point where Trey Lance might be a trade asset here now? Yeah. I don't know. Let's go in and send it to a break, Jeff. If you hold with us, we can get you coming out of that break. We'll also talk Titans. They made a hire, Rand Carthen, as their new GM. Still looking for an offensive coordinator. We will discuss that and more 
of the uh, NFL games coming up here in a couple hours. Run with it. Nashville Sports Radio, Ray Dosky, Patton Cook here. We'll see you back here in a couple minutes. Breathing comes naturally. We take our first breath when we are born. From then on, we breathe in and breathe out. Inhale, exhale. We do it 22,000 times a day. It gives our body the oxygen it needs to stay alert, think clearly, and stay active. Not everyone breathes so easily. 40 million people in the U.S. suffer from sleep apnea and airway issues. It leaves them exhausted, foggy-brained, and just plain miserable. Dr. Kristen Lewis wants to help you feel better by breathing better. She's Nashville's leading dentist for the treatment of sleep apnea and airway issues. Her airway patients experience more energy, improved mental focus, and a much better night's sleep. Visit BiteDDS.com to save $350 off your airway appointment and learn how Dr. Lewis can help you breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer. It's time to breathe easier at BiteDDS.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Online at CordellCordell.com, 317-322-0122, 101 West Ohio Street, Suite 1250, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Hey, Nashville, Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. And with four locations in Bellevue, Murfreesboro, Spring Hill, and East Nashville, they're your home for the best gourmet pizza and craft beers in Music City. Join me on Monday nights at the East Nashville location for poker night. And if you think you know everything, try Wednesday night trivia at both locations. Gourmet pizzas, craft beers, online at boombozz.com. Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. DW, how you doing? Hey, Daryl. One thing I think we've learned is how many race fans are in the Nashville market. This is racing territory. For all those people that have sat back and hoped and wished and prayed that the cup cards would come back, well, they're going to come back to Lebanon, and eventually I think they'll be back at the fairgrounds. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to Run With It. I'm your host, Ray Dossi, and alongside with always every Sunday around this time, my boy, the General Patton Cook. 
talking NFL playoffs. Yep. We'll talk about little Titans here. But before we do that, let's go ahead and hit the uh, the phone lines. We got Jeff from the Borough calling. What's up, Jeff? How's it going, guys? The NFL, what the hell? How's your day out there? Oh, it's right? fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Good. How's your Glad Kentucky you boys? You boys won yesterday, huh? Yeah, they won yesterday. They uh, they did get, got enough got stops and stop number 23. We didn't stop in the second half. But they got enough stops and you know, they played Van Vanderbilt Tuesday and Got chances there, and then the final SEC Big 12 challenge, and I'll be so glad when it's over because there'll be no more basketball in late January when you're playing conference games and play some junky non-conference game in January. The SEC finally got some sense and stopped that SEC Big 12, Big 12 garbage. Is the Kentucky uh, game against Vandy, is that here? Uh, yes. Are you going to that? Uh, no, I will not. Ah. In this uh, SEC I'll challenge, we're doing ACC right next uh, yep. next yep. year. Next year, yeah. Next year, yep. They're, they're not, you know, Just didn't like guys. splitting the uh, conference play up, Jeff. No, is, is I know, no, I know, no, no. November, December for non-conference. We can't help Tennessee. Tennessee people don't like the basketball. November, December, we can't help. <laughs> they're, they're against their end die. It's like your end die. You do not want to talk to November, December. I'll tell you, talking to March. You don't want to talk to any other time of year. We're not worried about the Titans. GM. How about Burton's Giants? Where, where's John Burton today? That's them Giants, huh? Gonna be on might, TV. You can see him on News Channel Five. Burton might talk about it Monday with Bo. I doubt it. He might. But he might. And then he might say uh, how bad Daniel Jones is a quarterback. He said it was great <laughs> last week. Wonder what he'll, he'll be saying about him this week. Maybe maybe he'll grow some hair for you now and Monday. You think so? I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> Come he on, will. Come but, uh, on. Now, they, now, they, now Kentucky won Saturday. Tennessee won Saturday to a bad LSU team. LSU Ole Miss and Mississippi State are all bad. Um, Mississippi State does the same thing every yeah. year. They, they start 10-1. And they wonder why they're in the NIT when they're 16 and 13. Yeah, they can't cook. Got a question for you, Jeff. What's that? So, Kentucky football right now, we kind of had the rivalry between uh, Stoops and Cal kind of in the fall. Has that subsided any uh, between yeah, the fan they, base? They don't, they, don't, they don't hate each other. Okay. Despite what you, you two think, they, Barnard doesn't hate Calipari. They're not going to kill each other. Cal, Calipari is <laughs> not, not going anywhere. I know you want him gone, but he's not going anywhere. It's about $50 million. If you want to contribute to it, you to contribute if you want to. That's his bad. He's not going anywhere. We'll throw a few and, pennies uh, and know, quarters at they, that. They won, they won three in a row, so <laughs> and everything. But, uh, but I, I, I think Barnes, I think Brick Barnes, bats about fifty cents. But he'll be out in March again. Because crying in Jawan Hired's arms, crying in Jawan Hired's arms, he'll miss the jump shot and the arena lights go out. The Tennessee they cried in his arms, didn't they? They couldn't get up. Yeah. He said another mid March special. So, but I was going to ask Pat, what do you think about? It? Kentucky and Vandy. Do you not think Vandy can uh, compete with? Is Vandy going to be in the Big Twelve Challenge? I haven't seen the whole. Yeah. Thing. I, know Tina, I, I don't know if uh, Vanderbilt got invited to that, Jeff. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I just know Tennessee. I know they're doing a big thing with game day. Say they're going to be uh, doing two separate shows or something. How they're doing? But they're doing one in Knox, one one in Lexington. I think Tennessee's games are every day, and Kentucky's at night. I don't know if it'll be sometime, whatever. But uh, but 
Oh, you, you guys enjoy uh, is it Ran or Ron or Run? What's his name? Uh, Ran, Ron, Run, Ron. Ran Carthen, yeah. Ran Carthen. Ran, Ron, Run. He'll try to termitize around. If Amy Adams struck, let him do it. He'll try. Y'all hang in there, guys. See Thank you, Jeff. Before, before we say anything, was that a compliment for the Titans that Jeff just gave out? I think, I think it was, around? and he asked. Are we my, turning Jeff around I here a little bit? I think we are. Uh, think so. Show by show, <laughs> we will swing him the right way. But his question about uh, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, I think it'll be tough. Now, Vanderbilt's yeah. playing better yeah. now, but they are. we've seen what Kentucky is when they're playing at their very best, and they came in and whooped up on Tennessee at uh, Thompson Bowling Arena. So, We'll see. Uh, Vanderbilt dealing with injuries that Liam Robbins' big seven-footer is out, and they just lost uh, one of their star freshmen uh, down down low, Lee Dord. So we'll see. Uh, Vanderbilt's playing much better, so is Kentucky. So that should be a good one. Everybody should tune in. Uh, this upcoming Tuesday, I believe. By uh, the like, way, this is when we say run with it, we run with anything. It's also yes. karaoke time. Whenever uh, Jeff and, is on here too. And if, if Rain Carthen <laughs> does really well, it's going to be rain with it. Rain so, with uh, it. Yes. We're just going to go ahead and swing like, it out hey, there. I see what you did there. Rain I like Carthen, that. If yes. you're listening, uh, we, we'd love to have you on, on the show. <laughs> that brings us in nicely. Yes, sir. Titans make a new GM hire, yep. bringing over Rain Carthen from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in their front office. First uh, ever uh, black GM, uh, African-American GM for the Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans. Mm-hmm. Comes in with a lot of pedigree. His press conference, uh, watched every minute of it four different times. I was just, I thought he did really well. And I know it's easy to go in there, win a press conference. It's about winning football games. It's about winning the NFL draft, winning trades, yada, yada, yada. But got to like what, I mean, he can only do what he can do right now. And he hasn't had to make a, a draft pick yet. All he's had to do is go into a press conference and deliver his vision. And the main word coming out of that, Ray, was collaboration to me. I want to get your opinion on kind of the, the press conference and kind of your takeaways from it. But it was music to my ears to hear the word collaboration because I think towards the end of the John Robinson era, Mainly the AJ Brown trade. I didn't feel like there was any collaboration there. Uh, it was. Oh, there I, was. You saw it. I mean, Brave yeah. was pissed when it happened because yeah. the day before when it, the trade happened, he was like, "As long as I'm here, AJ Brown will be here." Yeah. And then what was like a couple of days later, or day draft later, night, draft night. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you know, it, the one one receiver, and there was multiple receivers that are on deck that were possibly going to be traded during that time frame. I think there was a. Not Jerry, Debo. Uh, Debo was one of them. Uh, Terry McLaurin was one another. Yeah. I mean, we just, you saw a slew of stuff, and then the one that probably people felt yeah. the easiest AJ, about AJ, AJ Brown. Brown's gone, and so that pretty much I think was the nail in the coffin for yeah. him. We all saw what John Robinson did. Uh, he's probably had a few good additions, but those few additions, what happened to him? He traded him away. Conklin gone. The other offensive tackle they had. That came out Dennis of Georgia, Kelly. you know, the Heat, um, uh, the one from Georgia, Isaiah Wilson, Isaiah Wilson, who's uh, no longer in the league. That was a risk that he took there. Then you look at what Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, who that kind of worked itself out. Uh, then you had Caleb Farley, the corner from uh, Virginia Tech. That was another one that came out that was, you know, was kind of in. A, you know, he a lot of these first round picks were a lot you of risks, a lot of risks, right? And that's what he was. He was a risk taker. Then you bring in uh, McGrath comes in here as a GM. And he's worked for some stellar organizations, especially the last two of the three. I mean, he, he served as a pro scout for about a couple of years. He also played in the league, of course. Mm-hmm. And then he had some years with the Rams, was able to construct that team. And then with the 49ers, well, we've seen what the 49ers has done. And the biggest takeaway for me that really stood out for me, and I want you to know, I want you to ask you sure. what really stood out. You talked about collaboration. Yes, his thing was about collaboration, but in terms of like trying to build something with, trying to, Built something with Mike Rabel. 
I think that if a GM and coach are on the same page, I mean, they can make beautiful music together. Totally. If they're not, it seems like what has happened the last few years. You know, we, we talked about, like, we asked Titans fans, let's say the Titans went to do the playoffs. What do you expect out of them? What do you, I mean, you've seen over, let's say if they won one game, they just needed to win one game, and the chances are they would have been in the playoffs, right? Chances are. They were really high they were going to make the playoffs. If they would have made the playoffs, what would have happened? It would have been an early round exit. Now you've got to come to a team where you have to build some talent. You have to build the roster. That roster construction is going to be very important for, for Ray to come in as, uh, as his first year coming into the season. I know that's something that was on the back burner for Mike Rabel because we talked about it. Like, they don't have enough horses to compete with the AFC. Right. Why would you, like, you look at all the players that are available. Is, and, hey, you're the Titans more or less, like, fan, like, more yep. than I am here. Is Ryan Tannehill cap casualty? Yeah, because he's going to probably command a lot of money. Yeah. And you see there's a ton of players out there. Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's right. <coughs> Tom Brady. <coughs> Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady's available. And then you've got Aaron Rodgers. But you ask yourself, like, would you come to the AFC looking at how this team is right now? They need a number one wide receiver. They need Olaf offensive line help. Tight end, I think that, you know, it's okay. I think that's not too bad. But you need – it was business shift of, of, of offense. some improvement. You got Derrick Henry, who's now on the back end of 20. Like, I think he was a 28, 29 year, yeah. right, right now. So you're getting him on the back end. Played as well as he could. He was possibly the best player on the offensive side all year round. Traylon Brooks in and out. But, like, if you're a quarterback, you're one of those quarterbacks, do you come to the Titans knowing how they are right now without the additions, of not making any additions? And you're like, well, you look at the juggernaut of AFC with the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, the – you know the list. The the, the you even though the Chargers got knocked early, they're still a formidable team. Denver might be a, a will, will bounce back this year. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of other teams that are out there oh, that yeah. are going to bounce back. Like, would you want to come here and play in the AFC when you see the NFC is wide open? Right. Well, the the Titans will have to make a lot of moves and kind of on the the front of quarterback and and Tannehill. Carthen was very noncommittal on, on what he wanted from. Ryan Tannehill, he was asked, is he your quarterback right now? And he says, I don't think it's fair to say right now. I haven't evaluated it Oh, yet. coaches speak. you got to love that. And I, I did think it was interesting because later in the press conference, he went on to say, I've got a pretty good feel on this roster, and, and, and I had to coming in to the meetings. So for me, I think Carthen knows what he wants to do right now because that had to have been either the first or second question in the interview process. What would you do with our quarterback position right now? He's got to have a plan. And to me, for him to be pretty noncommittal, because if if you know and you're confident in Tannehill, we saw what the Ravens press conference was this past weekend. It was, please, Lamar, we will jump how high, Lamar, please come back to us because they are very worried about Lamar's situation right now, whether or not he'll come back um, to, to that team. So, for me, I, I thought it was interesting on that front, but top to bottom, that relationship between Mike Vrabel and John Robinson, it was it was very soil. It, it was uh, soiled milk at, at the very end of it. We'll see if that can change at all here towards the end, but uh, I am excited. That next move, though, Ray, it's got to be offensive coordinator. And uh, some of the names being thrown around, I don't know. If, I don't know or not if we talked about Eric Bieniemy last week um, on, yeah. on, on last week's well, show. Eric Bieniemy, I think he was. I think he was out there as a possibility. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, if you look in terms of like offensive coordinators, it seems like Mike Vrabel is willing to shake things up in terms of play calling, like going away from like that run offense first. You know, trying to open up the playbook, try to be more innovative in terms of calling plays, what have you. And I think that when you look at this Chiefs, you know, tree, if you will, they're yeah. able to provide that. Now, will Eric Bieniemy? 
who's we talked to. We did talk a little bit about like you know he's interviewed for the last few years for several opportunities and just could not land a, a job. I'd be interested if he takes this off. Is this a lateral move for him? Like you know because we've seen we've seen the rifts between him and Patrick Mahomes yeah. on the sidelines for the last two seasons, where there's a couple of couple plays, especially the one game against the Colts, where it was before they went to halftime. Like he wanted to get a field goal, but he decided to go for a, like I think it was a helmet or some. It was just some call that was just like it just threw Patrick Mahomes off, and we all know that Andy Reid's not going to shake up things with when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to get what he wants, and I think that Eric Bieniemy has pretty much got sometimes his hands tied. So does he make a lateral move to that? But when you look at this Kansas City's offense type or style offense, we don't even have the horses to to formally to execute those plays. We need speed. Yeah, not right now. And not I, right now. And it, I think well, what we heard from Vrabel at the end of his kind of end-of-year press conference, we, this team isn't fast enough, and that's something the Chiefs are. We uh, talked from, about that all year. Yeah, roster development. I, I'm not sure what they thought they were going to have coming into the season because with all the wide receivers being brought in, Robert Woods, I mean, we know what he was. He was coming off an ACL. Yep. Traylon Burks isn't exactly a burner. I mean, wide he receiver was unknown. position. Running back position, I mean... I felt bad for Traylon Burks because he had big shoes to fill. Yeah. He thought he was coming into this team, or coming onto this team thinking that he was going to be playing with A.J. Brown, not being re- not replacing A.J. Brown. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see kind of how they do here, but I for, for the question whether or not it's a lateral move, I don't think so. And here's why. Even though Eric Bieniemy, we know he's calling plays right now. We yeah. see it every yeah. Sunday. We see it every Saturday like it was yesterday. He's got the play sheet. He's calling plays in a Patrick Mahomes' ear. That's still Andy Reid's offense. Fair or unfair? No, he, that's the truth. It, it, it is It is Andy Reid's offense, so it's never truly going to be his until he goes elsewhere. And that's unfortunate because how many other offenses and how many other offensive coordinators have had to go through, even though I'm calling the plays, even though I'm executing the plays out on the field, this still isn't my offense. I'd argue there's no other offensive coordinator – in the NFL that has to go through what uh, Eric Bieniemy has to go through in Kansas City. Well, I think that if he has a change of scenery, it might elevate his status. I agree. Because I believe if he goes in these, a lot of these interviews, you're like, you know, that is Andy Reid's offense. What's yeah. your offense? What is, <laughs> right. what is your, you know, like, w- Andy Reid still puts, you know, he still dips his toe in that pond when it comes to offensive sure. play calls, whether they're trying to scheme through the entire week, what have you, and then they go off a sheet. But if you go to another team, you're able to establish yourself, chances are that, you know, the opportunity might be there. But look, if you look at players that are not – Free agency wide receivers, there's not one to really pick from. Like It's not really that great. I think Sterling Shepard is like the number one guy that you probably go after in terms of free agency. But players are available for trade, OBJ. You've got Hopkins. Oh, that's right, Mr. Brandon Cooks, who's still relatively yeah. young. Speed. I mean, you bring a Brandon Cooks onto this team, now you've got speed. Now you've got speed on this team. Wide receiver court will be pretty heavy in, in terms of this upcoming draft. You know, it's really easy to kind of, you know, to change the model because when you hear about rebuild and stuff like that, fans don't want to hear that crap. They're like, right. I'm not trying to hear real cap. Especially when you're building a But when you look at stadium. today's NFL, it's easy to bounce back compared to years. It took like three, four, five years. For you. Now it takes you two seasons, and yeah. you're back. Look at the Jaguars. With the right head coach. Yeah, which, with the right head coach. Which, which we they have, have, we think. We have the right head coach. Yeah. You know, we've seen well, he's able to do more with less. Yeah. You give him some guys with some real horses, some real talent, and are able to keep their players, there's no reason for this Tennessee Titans team to to really compete year in, year out. In this DFC, they've shown they beat the Bills. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Bengals have kind of had our number here for the last few years. But in terms of AFC, we can compete. We beat good teams when we're not even supposed to be good teams, when we have, you know, not as much of a talent pool as our, you know, the guys we're going against. Yeah. But when you we're, but if you see how this matches up, we got we got the head coach. Now the Titans got a GM. 
who comes with a really hefty resume. He said all the right things. Now it's just like, okay, we heard all the right things. Are you going to do all the right yeah. things? Are, uh, we, are we going to see it now? Are we going to see it right. in, in, in That's motion? That's what, you know, because let's, let's be here. The mob is not fickle when it comes to stuff like that. And I'm talking, when I talk about the mob, I'm talking about the Titans fans. Yeah. Like NFL fans, they know what, what's up. Like they're a lot more educated than maybe 30, 40 years ago sure. because of all, all social media and stuff like that. And they're going to wait and see what happens. So the next two years, you know, this, the transition will be literally under the microscope. And I think that, I think Mike Rabel and staff are going to do right. So, I totally agree. Let's go ahead and send it to a break when we come back. We already have two teams in the AFC and NFC Championship game. It's now time to find out who the other two will be. When we come back, we'll preview the upcoming games, 49ers-Cowboys, as well as Bills and the Bengals. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk about that a whole lot more. If you want to take some phone calls, 615-844-56 number is the number. Let's go and send it to a break and we will be right back. Smile. Do your photo ops turn into smile cover-ups? Do you dream of erasing your dental imperfections? Recharge your well-being with Whole Health Cosmetic Dentistry exclusively at Bite Dentistry. Dr. Kristen Lewis is a Nashville native and a dentist's daughter. Her highly trained eye for creating balanced smiles is backed by next-level technology and years of experience. Look around town. You'll see beautiful results that have everyone talking. Feel less self-conscious and more self-confident with cosmetic rejuvenation. From dazzling veneers and teeth straightening to full mouth makeovers, enhancing your oral and overall health never looked so good. Where's the inspiration for your transformation? What's stopping you from starting over? Everyone can afford to feel good about themselves at Bite Dentistry, where you'll breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer. Make an investment in yourself you can't afford to lose by improving your smile. Call Bite Dentistry today at 615-398-8353 for details and save $500 off any cosmetic treatment. That's 615-398-8353. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom-fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. 
Hey, Nashville, Ray here. Many of us suffer from anxiety when going to the dentist. You guys need to check out my friends over at Bite Dentistry, where Dr. Lewis and her team are amazing. Bite Dentistry is where my family goes for all of our dental care. Their mission is to help patients breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer by offering a comprehensive selection of services and total dental care for every member of your family. Bite Dentistry is the only dentist in town trained and certified to offer the Vivas method that helps with people who grind their teeth at night or snore that causes sleep apnea. The Vivas technology is also provided for both kids and adults. They also work with a company called Garlab, which creates custom mouth guards, which are the same mouth guards used by the Tennessee Titans. Located at 3212 West End Avenue, Suite 301 Nashville, you can set up an appointment by calling them at 615-866-2129. That's 615-866-2129. And follow them on social media and online at ByteDDS.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Hey, Nashville. Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Boom Boss, Craft Pizza, and Tap House. And with four locations in Bellevue, Murfreesboro, Spring Hill, and East Nashville. They're your home for the best gourmet pizza and craft beers in Music City. Join me on Monday nights at the East Nashville location for Poker Night. And if you think you know everything, try Wednesday night trivia at both locations. Gourmet pizzas, craft beers, online at Boom, B-O-Z-Z dot com. Boom Boss, Craft Pizza, and Tap House. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Welcome back. A few more minutes left here on Run With It. Ray Dosky, it's Pat Cook here at the National Sports Radio coming to our studios. All right, Pat, got a few minutes left here yep. on the show. Let's talk about the games today. Let's start with the Cowboys versus 49ers, who I spoke about earlier. Both teams very capable, very capable to beat the Eagles. Yes. So Matches Mike made a big bet today. Did you see how much? Stunner. Yes. $2 million that the Cowboys will beat the Niners today. It's in San Fran. I don't know. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than expected. Um, 
And here's the reason why. Dak Prescott scares the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> like, there's games where he played. I mean, last week he played lights out. What do you have, like five touchdowns, four passing, one or five, six touchdowns, five passing, one rushing, what have you. Like, he was electric last week. Yeah. My problem is the consistency factor. You're going against the San Francisco defense. I believe it was ranked number one mm-hmm. this past season. And are playing at a very high level. They've got offense weapons on the other side to really make things tough for this Dallas Cowboys defense, who actually played fairly good this, the, you know, this past season. I'm going to do something that I feel like it's going to hurt me. You're going to bet $2 million. I'm not going to bet $2 million. If I had $2 million, I wouldn't even bet the $2 million. <laughs> because I know I'm – see, the thing about me when it comes to betting, like, myself, I'm mush. Like, I just know yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm taking the Cowboys here. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they win by three today. 49ers four-point favorites. I, to me, if anyone's going to beat the Cowboys, to me, even though the Eagles had their day yesterday, I think it's going to be the Cowboys. And here's why. The only way you're really going to get to Brock Purdy in the way this offensive line for the 49ers is, you're going to need a heck of a pass rush. And I think that's what the, the Cowboys have right now. And yeah, what's his name again? What's his name again? I forget his name. Parsons? Oh, first Micah name Parsons. Micah. All right, gotcha. Yeah, heck of a player. Does it in all forms. Does it in about yep. eight different lineups on, on the defensive line. Does it from the linebacking court. Does it outside, inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can go anywhere. So for me, I agree with you, but I agree with you. Uh, Dak Prescott, yesterday, or last week, he had a couple throws that in the past weeks he was made to pay for quite frankly. He so. struggled right out the gate last week. His first three passes were not that great. And after that, I don't know what happened. It just turned on. I just need that same consistency yeah. to continue on. Please. And we'll see if that consistency can find its way. And one thing they do really, really well, they run the football well. And Tony Pollard more so now than Dak uh, in, in the past. We'll see if they can get that run game going because we've seen from the 49ers front, there aren't many better fronts in football right now than what the 49ers have. Yeah. Uh, Joey Bosa, I mean, j- you just go down the uh, down the line. Fred Warner, Fred Warner uh, g- getting great. at the linebacking core. So we'll see. I-, I like the 49ers. I'm not so sure they cover the four. I'm going to go a little bit opposite of you. I like them by a field goal. I like the Cowboys covering in this one. But so you're taking the 49ers covering. Okay. I am. Uh, this okay. game in – and uh, in San Fran, in in the Bay, uh, we'll see kind of how things line up for, for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. My only worry is Brock Purdy's yet to have that letdown game. And we're in the second round of the playoffs. Quarterbacks usually do, right? Could I mean, it be uh, here? It could be here. Could it be here with a, a, a G word, great defense that like, like, like the Cowboys have? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it should be an interesting matchup. I think there's a lot of – Star power on both sides of the ball for both teams, so I'm really interested to see about you know what happens today. But I, I like I like the Cowboys, and it's I. Just, it hurts for me to say that because of the fact that I'm a Washington fan. But I have to, you know what? I'm I have to be a, fantastic. I have to think about football as a whole. So I'm like I'm trying to put can't be emotional. I gotta, gotta yeah, be I gotta keep the the emotional pre-flowing. element out right now. So I'm I'm working hard of it. I'm having an internal conflict right now with it. But let's talk about the other game today. Yeah. And that is Bills. Game of the year, maybe? Uh, right now, yes. Next week will depend. Yeah, right. Next week depends. <laughs> uh, the Bengals beat this, the Bills, what was it, just 
couple weeks ago. A couple ago. weeks ago. Yeah. We all saw that what happened with um, the injury that happened. That kind of shook the game. They actually didn't finish your game. Mm-mm. So it was pretty much a thrown out game. So it was not like they won or lost. So today's matchup is going to be pretty interesting. I think the Bills are favored by six today. So if the Bengals win, they go to Kansas City. If the Bills win, they go play Kansas City and Atlanta. Correct? Mercedes-Benz. When I look at this team, uh, and when I say this team, I'm talking about the Bills. The Bills have had every opportunity. They, if, this, if, if there was any year to win something, it's this year. They, felt a, they dealt with a little adversity, maybe small. You know, it's been a you know, crazy time, especially towards the end of the year, year. But now you go against this Bengals team who's been, like you talked about, red hot. Joe Burrow, I mean, ever since Jamar Chase has come sure. back into the lineup, he's been lights out. They won without him. They won without him. Came here to Nissan you know, Stadium. They're, they're coming in. Both teams are actually coming in pretty healthy into this you know, sure. matchup tonight. And I, like I said, uh, if you were to look to see the 49ers versus Eagle, 49ers-Cowboys to see if they would be able to outdo the Eagles, I think the Eagles still has a slight chance to win. But Agreed. when you look at the Bengals, the Bills, being able to outlast the Chiefs, I think both teams are very capable to beat the Chiefs no matter where they play. The Bengals went to Kansas City and beat them in Kansas City, even though right. Kansas City was up 21 nothing last year. Yeah. And they came back in the second half and shut down Mahomes and that team, which was wild to me. So we've seen what the Bengals were able to do, at least especially when it comes to second-half adjustments. Joe Mixon, he's, he, I mean, he has really grown as a player. I like, I like the, uh, the Bills today. As much too. as I like Joe Burrow and this Bengals team, I like the Bills today. I do as well. And we're... And this is more selfish more than anything. You, you it's just going to be selfish yeah, sometimes. You want to you want to see the Bills Chiefs play again because really those are the two teams. And I know the Bengals have had their year, and maybe it's a little yeah. bit biased on my sorts. But right. to me, those are the two best teams. Those are the two best quarterbacks. Now, the one thing for Josh Allen hasn't really showed that. Didn't uh, really lucky to get away with it last week. Last week, week the Dolphins against yeah. the Dolphins. You're right. So we'll. Uh, we'll, we'll see if he can kind of fix some things back but there. But that's like divisional play, right? I mean, True. these two teams need each other. This is the third time they met this year. Right. Like, these guys know each other, right? Yeah. So, but when you look at this Bengals team. Uh, heck, we saw it with the, the Bengals and the Ravens. They, come they, they were lucky. Well, do they come here. into the same game plan against the Bills like they were gonna, like they did a few weeks ago? Or do they change things up a little bit? Because they really didn't show their game plan when these two met it, towards the end of right. last year. So, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so. And that game was really hyped up. Yeah. That Thursday match, we're like, we can't wait to see this game. And now, I think there's going to be a lot more eyes. I think this is the game of the week, is this Bills-Bengals team, uh, Bills-Bengals game. And I can't wait to see what this Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. I think that it's going to be dynamite. you got fireworks on both sides of the ball. I think it favors more or less the Bengals side in terms of, like, offensive power. But when it looks at the defensive side, you've got to favor what the Bills do. So... I'm not predicting a high-scoring game. Right. It might be a lot like a like a more or less It'll a, be tense. a low-score game, but like a, like a 23, 20, 20, 20, 20 type score, but you never know. It's the playoffs. Everybody enjoy your Sunday. A yes. lot of good football on yes. today. Everybody enjoy it. We will be back next week. We will preview the conference championship games and a whole lot more. We'll see you next week. Run with it. National Sports Radio. That's Ray Dosky. I'm Patton Cook. We'll see you next Later. week. Later.